Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show, down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. I'm Christelle Arcucci, and I am delighted to have a longtime friend joining me for the show today, Julia Novak. She is my personal psychic and medium, and we have been clients of each other. She's been a client of mine. I've been a client of hers, and we have had a friendship for many years. So welcome to the show, Julia. Thank you, Crystal. It's an honor to be here, and I'm just really excited about our time together today. I am excited about it too. And one of the fun things to add into the mix is I had a healing center in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is where I met Julia and her family. And then the week that I purchased Sedona Soul Sisters, Julia and her husband were visiting Sedona. And I was like, do you want to know a surprise? (laughs) And so they got to come over and see the new center, and which was really exciting and also pretty wild timing in how it all worked out. Yes, definitely. The synchronicity, it's just a great reminder and so much fun to participate seeing synchronicity and intuition at work like that. It was magical. Yes. So we are recording this at the end of December, wrapping up 2023 and starting 2024. And at the same time, this topic of conscious completion and consciously creating can happen any day of the week, any moment, doesn't have to be at the end of the year. So if you're listening to this podcast at a different time of year, this practice can be applied to a single day, a week, a month, a lunar cycle, all of those things. Julia is going to share with us her focus for the year has been clear your energy, clear your mind. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. I've been focusing on it for myself personally, but also taking it to the streets, as it were, and doing workshops so I can reach people on a bigger level about this really simple idea, but it's super powerful. It's been focused on, and kind of to put it in context, what inspired me to start that this year is coming out of the pandemic and the overwhelm of people having mental health crises and lack of people to support them. So it's like, what can I do for myself on a daily basis and for other people to really deal with this overwhelm? And my number one thing that I want people to understand is that you are sensitive to energy. You are intuitive and psychically sensitive yourself, and you are impacted by energy on a daily basis. And people just don't realize that. I feel like a lot of people who are unwell or unhappy, it's because they don't really realize how much they're impacted by energy. So there are ways that you can clear your energy and clear your mind and then set yourself up for being able to change your experience consciously, as you were saying, bring the unconscious that's uh, impacting you to your consciousness and change your experience. Fantastic. And I'd love to know a little bit about how you came into 
tuning into and also professionally sharing your psychic and spiritual gifts. Can you give us the origin story in a condensed form? Exactly. Yeah. You can tell I get excited talking about these things. I'm just ready to dive in. So just to back up a little bit about myself, I'm a writer, I'm a spiritual counselor, and I'm a very down-to-earth psychic medium. And I've been connecting people to energy, intuition, and spirit for like over 25 years now. And so I I really focus on helping people who are exhausted over givers and overwhelmed empaths and frustrated creatives, otherwise known as people like me, because that's how I got where I am today. I was very sensitive as a kid and suffered from depression early on, which transformed into also addiction. And in getting sober very early in my life, fortunately, at the age of 25, I had the grace of somebody saying to me, basically, you're not crazy, you're just psychic. And that shifted my whole life. And since that time, I've been looking and learning about ways to manage my own energy field because I am impacted all the time. And that impacts how I feel and what I think and what I do. So now I'm taking all of the things that I've done over the years to keep myself sane and to keep myself moving forward and to be able to be a good mom and a good partner and a teacher and put those into forms that other people can use as well. I'm also the author of a book called Down and Back, A Guide to Living Happy with Depression, which talks about my story and also stories about other clients that I've helped through the years and how connecting with your intuition and understanding the impact of energy can shift your life. Fantastic. So somebody saying to you, you're not crazy, you're psychic is what really opened the door for you to pursue this path personally and then professionally. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. It it started out as, you know, just being for me. It's like my own spiritual path, my own understanding of connecting to that thing that I sensed was larger than me all of my life, but not really finding within the Catholic church or within my, you know, conservative Midwestern family life. You know, I always felt like there was something more and found it mostly in nature as well and felt a deep connection to nature. It started me off on my own healing and dealing with the trauma of my childhood that prompted the depression that prompted the addiction. So I actually spent several years in intense training in a clairvoyant training program and learned how to read energy, work with energy, move energy, and develop my clairvoyant skills after graduating from there and also becoming a licensed minister. Then I started my own private practice and have been doing that in time for part-time to full-time, depending on motherhood. My kids are grown now, so that's my full-time work now. And also writing about the subjects of intuition and energy and connecting with spirit. I have a blog on medium.com. So I tie together my love of reading and writing together around this work. Yes, which is so helpful. When you received this insight about your focus for 2023, 
clear your energy, clear your mind. Were you looking for a focus? Did you ask for guidance or did it just kind of land and you were like, yes, wow, this? Definitely that sense of it landing, of intuition, of asking, how can I use what I know in a way that is helpful? That was the question. Really sitting quietly with that and getting the clear answer of the simplicity of it being it's energy that impacts us all. So start there. It's from the outside in. When you're overwhelmed, it can be difficult to, I have to change the way I think. I have to change the way I eat. I have to change my structure. I have to do it. People who are overwhelmed can't take on one more to-do thing. The beauty and simplicity of you can change your awareness really quickly of just asking what kind of energy is in my space and just becoming conscious of, first of all, that you even have an energy field. Secondly, that is being informed by what's going on around you. And third, that you have a choice and how to change it. And you don't have to be an expert in anything. Yes, I so agree. And the last, the intensity of the last few years, uh, I think has amplified people's spiritual awakening of opening to connection to something greater or opening to their gifts. Yet, as you were talking about the overwhelm piece of feeling at effect of like the world is gone crazy and therefore there's no other option for me. And I think that that concept of what can I do in this moment to shift my own experience? And especially in the last few months, as the intensity has amped up in the world, for me to recognize that the greatest gift that I can give myself and humanity is being centered in embodied love. And that's my expression of it. But because it can be so easy to get overwhelmed by all there is to do in the world and all that's wrong with the world and all that needs to be done around my house or the center or whatever, that it's coming into this moment to reclaim my power, to recognize my power to change my own experience, which then, of course, has a ripple effect out to impact the other people around me. How to shift from that point of being at effect, like because the world is so off the rails, I have no choice but to get swept up in it. What would you suggest to our listeners to be able to turn attention inward, to be able to clear your energy? Normally, I teach a few simple exercises, but in the primary one, I call it the spiral. It's something that I do for myself. When I can't think of anything else to do, I can at least make myself stop, look at the wall, and just spiral my body in, paying attention to my breath, and then standing back up again. That's very simple. That's how I at least start to pay attention to what's around me and get in the center of my body. But I think generally and easily for everyone that this is accessible is to get outside, connect with nature in some way. Doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter if you sit by a tree in a public park or you sit down on your own little patch of grass, wherever that may be, or you watch birds out a window. It's at least a start to focus on the source of life force, which is in nature. Nature is the place to start. If you can get your shoes off and get your feet on the ground, that's even better. Even when it's cold, I know that's a little hard to do, but if that's possible to liter literally 
ground yourself. If you think about that we are energetic beings first and we're surrounded by energy. So we have to kind of plug in and just be aware of that. And nature, paying attention to nature is a way to hit a release button that you can let the earth draw what's not yours from your space and give you a moment to clear. I like the image and what I share is the image of finding your edge, finding your edges. And there's more to that than it, more ways that you can take that and finding your edge in life. But it's really finding your edge energetically lets you create boundaries. And then you can separate yourself from what's your job to take on and what's not. What's your emotions? What's your thoughts? What is yours to plan? Stepping into nature and Focusing on yourself, on your breath for just a moment starts to help you create those edges. Yes, which is super helpful in that experience when when we get overwhelmed. It just feels like there's no space to breathe. There's no way to clearly think. I get out and walk every single day. I made a commitment to hike every day in December of 2019. And little did I know what was coming. But my intuitive guidance was like, I love hiking. So for me, this wasn't a New Year's resolution. I love hiking. Why am I not doing it more often? Why am I only doing it a couple of times a week instead of every day? So I made a commitment to hike every single day, December 31st of 2019. And I have not missed a day since then. And especially through 2020, it was a lifeline because it got me out every single day to hike in so many beautiful places. I've been blessed in that way. But literally getting out, breathing more deeply, moving my body, clearing my mind, connecting to nature, because for me, so much of the overwhelm comes from humanity. Yes, there can be like a natural disaster with a, you know, fire or flood or these kinds of things. But most often the stress for me, the overwhelm comes from what humanity is doing or not doing and the demands of being human. So for me, getting out in nature connects me with the greater sense of purpose of of something bigger than just humanity. I totally agree with you. It's the, you know, the onslaught of technology and, you know, just even being in our homes. If you think about if you've ever lost power in your home and you realize how quiet your house gets when the electricity is off, even at that level, you know, just being in our homes, there's there's an energetic onslaught for me personally. And I totally agree with the walking every day. That's that's something I do as well to get up and to get away from my family because as one who is a notorious overgiver, which is also, you know, the problem for most moms is being too connected into the family. It's a way to disrupt that connection to your family's energy as well. So you can feel yourself again. As you know, Christelle, I have a chronically ill daughter. So it's really imperative for me to practice this, to step out of her energy, step out of her problems, step out of my problem solving. And when I walk away and go do my own thing, get outside, that's where suddenly problems resolve. 
and the magic you were referring to earlier about or the shift in experience and how it changes things around you. Breaking the the energetic ties and getting out and connecting with yourself again can bring you more of what you want. Yes. And in getting us out of what I call the override mind, my mind can be in a state of hypervigilance and like, it's an emergency 911. But that level of mind is in a pretty panicked state and in a survival state. Even if I'm not physically in a survival experience, but that part of my brain, it's like chicken little. It's just like, this guy's falling blah, 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 and makes me feel more stressed in moving my body and getting outside, connecting more deeply to my breath, moving out of a high state of stress into a more embodied experience. Then I can hear my intuition. Right. Because it's like when I'm in that 911 emergency state of mind, the intuition is often calm, quiet. And if I'm in a panicky state, then all the blah, 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 the noisy, panicked part of my brain are making so much noise that I can't hear the intuition as well. Exactly. And that's why it's so perfect. As I say, you can't hear a whisper in a hurricane. You know, for people who are like, how do I hear my intuition? Well, then you got to get out of that. Intuitive voice does come through much stronger when you're in nature. And, And even externally, too, for me, at least, nature shows up to give me answers, to give me messages. If I'm paying attention when I'm outside, again, even if I'm just have stepped out into my own backyard, I pay attention to who shows up to join me, whether it, you know, what kind of bird or uh, what kind of animal. What I've had very strange things happen, strange and helpful when I most need it, like a snake slithering across my sidewalk. I live in the middle, middle of 7 million people in the San Francisco Bay Area. I've had a fox show up in my front yard. I have owls who show up when I seem to need them. There was a golden eagle, which is huge, that appeared on the top of one of my neighbor's trees, and I seemed to be the only one who noticed it. It was amazing. Wow. I still am in awe of that one. Where did he come from? You know, being out in nature gives us this opportunity for spirit, for intuition to speak to us, too. And that's one of my most powerful and helpful and joyful experiences. Yes, it's so helpful finding those ways that our intuition speaks to us because it's going to be different in individual, yet common practices, like you said, animals being a prime way that spirit is speaking to us and the guidance from within. I spent nine months living off the grid in New Mexico And I was the highest house on the hill, like the nearest person to me was like 100 yards away. And it was so quiet, no cell service. I had Wi-Fi in the house. But for me, like the level of psychic space, especially being in the desert, like it literally changed me forever. Now, because I had that nine months of being able to listen 
in the silence and to hear my intuition and hear how it speaks to me. Now, even when I'm in a stressful environment, my intuition comes through. It helps when I quiet the noise from the outside. But now, because of that deep practice of listening to intuition, it has changed everything for me in being able to hear the intuition more clearly, even when I'm in stress states which is so helpful. As we are completing 2023, it can often feel like there's a huge sense of urgency to like get all these things done. How would you recommend that our listeners apply this particular practice to completing the year or completing any cycle that they're in instead of feeling this state of urgency or feeling like I'm a failure, I didn't do it? How can they clear their energy, clear their mind? So I think, again, primarily the, the first thing would be to, if you can allow yourself some space, some quiet in nature, and to literally offer up is a good way to put it. If you write down the things you feel like you haven't completed or you want to do, just to to offer them up to the earth, maybe even bury them. That's what's coming to mind is just do a simple ritual, burn or bury the things, but just to sit on the ground and let yourself be totally rooted for a moment. And once you can start to say, I have to close my eyes. I want to just start doing it for everyone here (laughs) and everyone who listens. It's like just to let the energy to release what is not yours, to know that you can release what is not yours, what is not yours to solve what is not yours to to hold what is not yours to create allow yourself to just open up space so that you can choose one or two things that feel lighter and doable and that you could actually create a plan for yourself the next in coming into the next year of holding something close. My family and I have a practice of choosing a word for the new year that embodies what you want to feel, how you want to experience life. So I would offer that to you as a suggestion. If you can find a word to hold on to that kind of sets the energy for you of the coming year. If you release and then set that edge and that boundary for yourself to set the tone for what's to come. Know that you can do simple things to help yourself now at the end of the year. Do some clearing physically in your house. That's clearing energy. If it's your desk, your room, a corner, a drawer, whatever, and set the tone for how you want this year to come, how you want to come into the next year. Set the tone for yourself on a daily basis too. Choose the perfume you wear, choose the clothes you wear. Do be intentional and thoughtful about how you step into the next few days. Intentional about letting go and then about what you want to start the year with and create. And I think it's also important to is like January 1 is not the day. It's not the day. The year energetically, I think, and you might agree with this, it often takes a couple of months into the year for things to shift. Don't despair. You have you have time. You have time. Awareness gives you time. Yes. And there's so many opportunities to complete and create a different experience, right? Any moment is an opportunity for that. I mean, in our culture, we put an enormous amount of pressure. First of all, the holidays, December, winter, 
in the Northern Hemisphere. And then there's all this pressure, which to me is so out of balance with nature. One thing I want to add as far as consciously completing is what can you find to celebrate that did get completed in this year instead of ending it with like, ah, I didn't do these things and I feel bad about myself. What are the things that I did do? What are the experiences that I did enjoy to bring it into a state of integrated being and doing? So it's not like I checked all these hundred things off my list because I could have easily done that and still feel stressed. But instead to be in the state of being in gratitude and celebration for what I did complete. We're also recognizing that changing course is totally valuable. In my perspective as well, failure is totally valuable. Failing at something shows where my edges are. So then it gives me the opportunity to see, oh, I want to learn how to do that thing better. Like we were talking about before we started recording, I haven't done a podcast interview show on video before. So there's a lot of learning going on for me. And so I'm celebrating each step that I take in that, in not going as gracefully as I'd like it to, but also being totally willing to learn and celebrating each thing that I'm doing and knowing that every moment is an opportunity, every exhale and inhale, conscious completion, creating the next moment. Yes, we can work on these bigger spectrums of completing a year, but I agree. You know, I celebrate New Year's like any tradition that celebrates New Year's, I'm on board. You know, a lunar cycle, the lunar New Year, you know, for me, you know, I'm a Capricorn. So then in some way, the winter solstice, I'm like, it starts now, but then it also starts at the spring equinox. Pick your opportunity to be in this state of integrated being and doing. How am I creating the present and the future that I desire and consciously completing what has already happened? So do you have any closing words for our listeners, Julia? Oh, goodness. Well, you just summed everything up so beautifully. Yes. You know, credit, give yourself credit for small things. Definitely. As you were saying, what have you, what have you done? Credit for small things. That was a big shift for me in my life when I started doing that. I just want to wish everybody the opportunity to be excited about the fact that you are an energetic being and that what can sometimes be a curse is really a blessing. And it doesn't take much to tap into this power that we all have. And also, I'm going to encourage everybody to go visit you at your new center in (laughs) Sedona. Congratulations again. Thank you. And thank you so much for being with us today, Julia, and sharing your wisdom with us. And thank you all for listening to this episode. The next podcast episode is working with breathwork and completing soul contracts. I hope you will join us and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you.